Welcome back to the CIN podcast. This is the second episode. Uh, so on this one, we sat down with Dom Langen uh, from Madison. Uh, he's the CEO, and we had a brief chat about Freewheel, um, which is the sort of IBD e-commerce site. Uh, there was a soft launch for that in August, but now it's been rolled out across uh, all their stores. Um, uh, that was really interesting. He gave us a bit of an insight to it, and then sort of some of Madison's plans moving forward for 2019. We also had a quick chat about Ridgeback and their foray into cargo bikes, uh, electric cargo bikes specifically. And then we caught up with the CEO of Park Tools, Eric Hawkins, and he was chatting to us with regards to their sort of the lift and how uh, they're sort of pushing forwards with the tools, getting their name out there even more, even though they are such a well-known brand. And then lastly, we spoke to Mark Peterman. Uh, he's from Airfom, which is a new tyre technology, um, so that's really sustainable. Talks about how it's environmentally safe and gave a bit more information about that. So here's our first chat with Dom, uh, yeah, just with regards to Freewheel. We're here with Dominic Langen of Madison, um, just to sort of have a quick chat about sort of, yeah, Madison and what's happening for 2019 in the future. So thank you for appearing. Thank you. Yeah, sort of, I think the... One main thing is probably um, Freewheel. Yeah. Sort of tell us a bit about that. Yeah, well, Freewheel, um, it sort of dates back to when I first joined Madison. We uh, It was a retail uh, franchise program. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, as Madison grew, we kind of pulled out of doing that. But uh, we kept the name anyway. And what we're trying to do now is find uh, a way of linking all of our retail network up mm-hmm. with all of the products we do. We have a lot more products than any shop could physically fit in. Um, so we needed some way of, uh, you know, still letting customers access those products, uh, but, uh, and have the convenience of the local store and the support and technical support. So that's where Freewheel came. And I tried something maybe uh, about 15 plus years ago called Ultimate Pursuits, but the technology mm-hmm. wasn't quite there. And that was a slightly different model where we did a, a fascia for, it was the same system in the background, but we did a different fascia for each store. Whereas this time we're doing one fascia, it's a lot more easy for consumers to understand, but they choose exactly which store they want to work with. So okay. uh, when they choose something to buy, they can basically, uh, it will su- suggest all the stores in their area, but equally, it could be that you want to pick up some tyres for your holiday up in Scotland, so you're going to get it sent to Inverness if you wanted to. So okay. you'll be, you could be in the car and get, you know, place your order, and then you know when you get there, those products are going to be waiting for you. So they, they can choose exactly who they want it to go to and where. Or they can have it shipped home. Yes. So there's, there's the two options, and uh, mm-hmm. and we have sort of two tiers of free wheel. So uh, there's basically a, a very simple for any dealer to be part of, which is just a click and collect uh, location. So again, the customer hopefully will buy other things, but they get into the store, and then hopefully the retailer can engage in the conversation and maybe get some more business. And then if they've got an EPOS system, um, and we can link with that we will also show their livestock and that's where it gets really powerful so suddenly as a consumer online you can see whether we have it in our warehouse but equally you can see where the products are all over the country as well so um, and that's the really powerful thing so if you're after a certain size a certain color and i think from our point of view it's always been quite frustrating that you advertise a product it gets a great review in a magazine or online and then you say go to our website or whatever and then we have a dealer listing, but we have no idea whether that shop has it or not. Yes, so from yeah, a consumer's point of view, it's really frustrating. And if anything, it just forces people then just to Google and then it goes online. Yeah, and to the sort of treads and exactly, and, and stuff. So. so this just gives us a way of trying to make sure that that 
business goes through to our customer network, really, and that's uh, that's the, the theory behind it. Yeah. We've been developing it for quite some time. It's quite complicated, mm-hmm. and it's still not 100% where we want it to go, but we're, we're getting quite close, and we've got a big sort of development uh, mm-hmm. Uh, going ahead with what it can do, so that there's lots of exciting stuff there. So, so signing up show, um, shops for the show as well. Yeah, so there's been uh, we've been so we've been trying it for the last six months or so with 60 dealers, mm-hmm. um, and we've learned a lot, <laughs> changed a few bits, um, but that's you know we're pretty happy with how that all works, and the dealers you know are happy with what they, the process of how it all works, and that's clear. So now we're showing it properly to uh, to the dealer network and they're putting their expression of interest so we've already got as of yesterday we had a hundred new people put down interest that want to be part of it it's very positive and then very positive yes and to every uh, seminar session we've done has been well Mm -hmm. uh, attended and you know lots of questions of course from everyone but uh, and then we're going to gradually add them because what we really want to firstly if they are e-posting we've got to make sure that works so we can't just do hundreds in one go it's but also we want to um make sure that the customer experience is always good so mm-hmm. every time it happens at the moment we're using our customer care team we're talking to the retailer making sure everything goes through because we don't want any uh, you know we want to check that although your system says it's in stock we're double checking that it is because um, if not we've got to try and find one if we haven't got one mm-hmm. so uh, it, all those sort of issues so we're trying to make sure that all those disciplines are working and the retailer is fully comfortable with what is expected from their side and how we want to communicate with the customer so that, so we'll gradually uh add them on so that's why we're getting them to, to say yeah I want to be part of it and then we'll gradually work our yeah. way around and add them up so so I mean, it's not really something that the retailer should be scared of in terms of how like, you'd be mad not to do it I mean yeah. I think that's the, probably the weird bit is that they're all thinking I don't get you know what's the catch here because there, is, there isn't really one it's, mm-hmm. it's the fact that but you still the more you do with Madison the more you will get out free will still yeah. so the more product you do from us if you have it in store then you'll get uh, the, the full margin sale if it's in okay. the store. If it's shipped and collected from there, they just get commission on it. But they didn't have to do anything for it. They don't pay for the website. There's no charge. I would have paid the shipping, the, the credit card transaction fees, everything. But again, but if you have it in the stock, you would, you know, the customer would pay for it in the store and, mm-hmm. and you'd make full margin. So that's the only difference, really. So there's no real reason not to do it. Yeah. So you've got nothing to lose. <laughs> and uh, and you know, you can certainly, you know, contact some of the free will guys that are already on the and being you know, being part of the trial and check those guys and you hear that they they get a check in the post for every month of what was transacted and we give them a full statement of all the they get obviously notified of all the sales and then we just do a statement every month saying and that here's your money. So, <laughs> so. Okay. it's definitely it's definitely good to hear that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, obviously, yeah, we're here at Ice Bike. Is there any sort of new products that yeah, you guys have? Yeah, we've got a couple of uh, new interesting things to check out. We've got a uh, Cosmo uh, lighting, which is a connected light. Mm-hmm. So basically, on your helmet, it can be helmet mounted or on the bike mount. But uh, again, with most things, it's got an app, and uh, <laughs> on this app, it, it's uh, basically it. If you can either put uh, your route. Uh, that you're going to take on on your bike, and mm-hmm. it will do indicate it does indications left and right from the app. But there's also a remote you can use to do that. But it also has a built-in accelerometer, so it all it, the light intensifies as you're braking, so it knows you, you don't have to do anything at all other than brake, and it does all that behind you. Um, but it also has a connected to your phone, so if you uh, if you topple over, so it knows 
it will send an alert to uh, next of kin and emergency numbers and things like that. So it's a cool product, so check that one out. And then Diner Plug has really yeah, that's been one. mad. This, yeah. this show is just, we launched, we announced it last Monday. Yeah. The yeah. sales have gone mad and they've been nonstop. Yeah, I mean, so everyone huge. used to have to sort of try and import yeah. them themselves from the US yeah. and it was the, the prices were yeah. pretty astronomical. Yeah. Well, so it's, it's, it's cool it's to gonna, see the UK. It's just one of those brands that's just going to be amazing. Yeah, it's going to be massive. So, yeah, it's good. So uh, we met them last year out in the States and yeah, got on really well with them. And yeah, yeah so they're here. And uh, we've also got uh, a company called uh, Airform who are doing this sort of uh, solid time. Yeah. Which, you know, normally everyone rolls their eyes when they hear about that. It's quite an interesting yeah. product. Like, yeah. I yeah. But when you go and see what these guys are doing, it's like nothing else mm-hmm. basically that will last as long as the tire will last and even then you just need to put a new tire this, this these are bomb proof and it and it replicates the psi that you normally ride at you wouldn't know that you're running on a yeah. solid tire and the great thing about that product is that you can only get it through an ibd so it needs a mechanic to fit it yes uh, once it's on it's on <laughs> that's mm-hmm. it but it's uh you know it's a good margin product for the dealer and uh, and it can't be sold online so it's uh, it's a great one for them and, yeah, they're, and they're getting a ton of interest because of that yeah. um and also for guys you know certainly people with e-bikes and so on it just means that they never have to worry about the tires on it yeah. so they can just relax and just enjoy riding and not have to uh, you know deal with flats and so on um We've also got another similar product to that is uh, Flat Tire Defender, which uh, for tubeless, is, again, great guys, and uh, they've been really busy. So we've got a very complete tubeless setup now yeah, with Milk It, uh, Flat Tire Defender and Dyna Plug, and obviously our tire brands and wheels, so that's yeah. uh, pretty cool. Uh, i trying to think what else, there's probably a few other things, but uh, 100%, 100% eyewear again is getting lots of interest, yeah. and, uh, and obviously laser helmets is really, Hundred years old, yeah, yeah hundred years. Yeah. So, and that's doing great yeah, for new us. New products sort of coming. Loads of new stuff. Yeah. New, yeah, the products are really strong. The new mountain bike helmets look. Yeah. They, they've stepped away sort of from the the sort of more cross country look to more the trailer. Yeah, and I think market. they they needed to do more on the mountain, and they've they've done it. They've yeah. created some really nice, good products, great prices as well. So yeah, we're really pleased with uh, how the brand's going. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, what sort of your plans for Madison in sort of 2019 and moving forwards? Well, the year started well, so yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty happy with that. So as long as we don't get enough ease from the beast like we had last year, this time last year. But I, I think we're feeling, you know, pretty confident it's going to be a good year. We've, mm-hmm. uh, we're doing a lot of work with you know, things like Freewheel are great. We've got some nice brands. We did a bit of tidy up with our portfolio, so some brands have gone. But, mm-hmm. uh, but it's just to focus a bit more on the ones that we we were really delivering for us and um, so we've done all that but I think yeah we, we feel pretty confident and the way the show's been attended is really mm-hmm. encouraging I think that all the customers that have come have been proper serious here to yeah. look at stuff and um, and that's why we also have the training with people like Alf Dunbar and Mark Dolan which are important because for us yeah. we do really care about them selling the stuff through it's not about just getting it in we actually want it to move through yeah. as well so we do spend a lot of time trying to coach and help mm-hmm. training and support and we have guys on the road as well as our sales team we have a team of merchandisers and uh, trainers as well yeah. and we're also launching today our um, new training facility for Shimano up at yeah. uh, one of our distribution centres so that's all two rooms one for sort of seminars and presentations mm-hmm. and another full workshop set up so uh, yeah. fully equipped so we're running constantly courses on Shimano mm-hmm. and free again to mm-hmm. all uh, manufacturers and custom mm-hmm. retailers as well so 
Uh, Hopefully we can come up and uh, maybe do some photos and things. Yeah, and definitely. Some coverage yeah. of it. It'd be, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, be cool to definitely, see that. Definitely. Yeah. And so yeah. it's been cool to see, obviously, the the re sort of branding of Ridgeback bikes as well. Yeah, that's really good. I mean, yeah, it's we've been planning planning out for a while. It's I think Ridgeback's our biggest volume brand and it has mm-hmm. been for a long time, but it kind of hasn't. You know, a lot of people just walk past it. Yeah. And kind of the round tube. So we've just done a. Just, I just think it looks a little bit more contemporary. It's yeah. not a complete revolution, but nice, more recognisable head badge, um, yeah. and just nice, nice paint job, nicely thought through range, and uh, and it's yeah really got a lot of people looking. You know, these have been doing it for a long time. We've got customers that have been Ridgeback customers from the beginning mm-hmm. and uh, done it for about thirty plus years. So. But yeah, seems to be very positively yeah. received, which is great. And they're in stock as well on time. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's definitely one that caught our eye. It was walking past the, the big e-cargo bike. Yeah, that's so good. I mean, that's definitely set. on trend, and I think there's opportunities there for, I think you know, not only just to sell to consumers, but I think local, uh, you know, bike shops could look at their local business network and mm-hmm. see if there's commercial. Yeah. opportunities there yeah, because now a lot of companies are using uh, electric vehicles for the last sort of mile of delivery yeah. mm-hmm. so you certainly see it in London a lot and yeah, like, you know like the lunches being delivered and Pret-a-Manger and people like that so there's opportunities but it's um, you know so we, we only our first container is actually already sold we sold it yesterday oh. so it's gone Okay. So, uh, which is, <laughs> yeah. we kind of took it with a thought. Oh, yeah, I think it would do quite well, but it's they, they really like them. So, yeah. so I think there will be certain you know private individuals that will want them. But I think the bigger opportunity is really seeing working with lo- other local businesses that use yeah. it as a commercial. Field. Of course. So, um, I think yeah, it's it's definitely you were seeing obviously now with that ultra low emission <coughs> zone that's going to be coming in in London. Yeah. That I think a lot of people are up in arms with. Obviously, people who live there, but I think. Yeah, with the the rise yeah. of the cargo bikes yeah. and as you said, the last mile delivery. Yeah, and it I think makes people sense. like DHLs and you know, UPS. These local, used it. yeah, exactly. For they have small depots for those last small parcels yeah. going to offices and so on. So there is definitely a market opportunity there, and I think that's you know it's a great product. And that at the moment we just got a, a basic scoop in the front, but that could be a fridge or it could be whatever you need in there. So you know, it's just a flat yeah. platform that you can bolt anything you want into it. So it's uh, yeah, it's a very versatile product. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be. Yeah, well received so far. Yeah. What about the bike market generally? Because I mean, it's taken a long time to get going in the UK. Is it is it going now? Yeah, it's going, but I think it's not. You know that it's not like it has done in in uh, in Europe, I suppose, mm-hmm. because the UK market is still so sports enthusiast orientated. So yeah. um, it's just not you know still not seen really as a form of transport for people. So I think that's always been. You can go to certain parts of the country, and obviously there's a lot of you know, high amount of cycle usage. But um, so that type of e-bike hasn't been as strong. But actually, the e-mountain bikes have been good, and you know, but it is building across the piece really. And um, yeah. and you see that even reflected in our range, and you know, and also what Shimano are doing with steps that you know increasing the amount of products and different uh, capabilities. Yeah. So it's a it's a big market, and it will be. You know, I think it's a matter of time really for us and. Uh, and I think more people ride them. You know, anyone that te- we, we we take them out all over the country, and people who ride an e-bike always are smiling. Yes, it's yeah. like as soon as you get on one, you go, "Wow, this is great." Yeah, so I, I, a, I had one as as a loan from yeah. a local shop. My dad went on; he'd been out on a thirty-mile ride on a Wednesday evening, and he came back, and I'd been out riding. I said, "Yeah, just have a go on it." Right. Went up and down the street on it, came back, huge smile on his face. Yeah, and right. yeah, yeah, he's sixty-five. Right. Doesn't always have the time to go out and do like a really long road ride, so. Yeah, having that capability is, is definitely Yeah, and I think that we'll, we'll see e-road bikes 
Definitely, and I think they will probably yeah. take off quicker than the normal commute ones as well. Yeah. But uh, because I think again, it helps guys, you know, that still want to ride, but they, you know, sometimes they can't keep up if they go to a club or whatever. So it it just gives you that, you know, you can go a little bit further, probably not quite kill yourself as much as you did on certain yeah. climbs and so on. So I think it's just that really that people really like. But you know, we've got a lot more within the Ridgeback range and within the Saracen range as well. So it's uh, you know we're putting more into it and we're seeing definite demand for it yeah um, so yeah we're doing a lot with this, the stalls to train them up on steps as well which is big for us so that's a big focus for Shimano obviously Excellent. as well so. alright well yeah thank you for having a chat with us and no pleasure appreciate yeah. it enjoy the rest of the show thank you here's the second interview this is with the CEO of Park Tool Eric Hawkins uh, we caught up with him as he was explaining to us about their new workshop lift which is aimed specifically at e-bikes so this will pick up, it'll lift up to 55 kilograms, which is heavier than any bike. Yeah. Um, but the other nice part about it is that I put the work at a position right in front of me. So if I want to work on the, on the bottom bracket, it's right here. Mm-hmm. If I want to work on the headset, I bring it down to a level that ergonomically works to work on it efficiently. It's the same way they do uh, your car when you bring it in. Yeah. Right? They, they put the brakes right here. If yeah. I want to get a stool, sit down, I can do that. So this thing is rock solid. You can put a second clamp on the other side and you can work two mechanics independently. Um, it, it'll pick up heavy bikes and it's adjustable infinitely. So we've done really, really well with this, and um, like I say, mostly in in Central Europe, but yeah. it's starting to pick up more steam here. Yeah. And then we make 15 other stands. Yeah. You know that don't pick it up for you. Nope. We've got a bunch of new things coming in the next two months. Oh yeah. But just weren't quite the paint wasn't quite dry on them yet. <laughs> but yeah, we've got some really exciting things coming out in the next two months. It's always hard the timing of shows, right? Because you want to show new things, but if, if we don't, if we're not making them yet, then you just go, well, yeah, but you you can get that in August. It doesn't work out very well. Yeah, sure. The whole idea is to solve problems and to let mechanics work more efficiently and faster. And, and in a pro shop, it's to make more money. It's what they're there for. Have you, do you think there's going to be sort of a rise of the people spending more time on sort of the workshop side of their businesses, do you think? Well, in the U.S., it's, it's the workshop side, the repair business, is representing a bigger and bigger share of their overall revenue. Now, I'm not saying it's close to what new bike sales is, and it certainly depends on the store, right? I mean, you've got some real high-volume bike shops. But the percentage of their business in repair is going because you can't get that on the internet. And we have the same problem you have here with the internet. You can buy a whole bike, you can buy parts, you can buy whatever you want. And uh, service is something that if a shop does a, does a good job of it and they gain that loyalty, um, we believe that'll continue to grow. And bikes for the most part are a simple machine, but there's a lot of sophistication coming yeah, out now. You've got e-bikes, you've got suspension, you've got disc brakes, you've got all these things that a consumer, we, we encourage consumers to le- learn how your bike works, 
fix some simple things, but the bike shop will always have a place. Yeah, yeah, and of course. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you guys obviously with sort of the rise of social media, obviously YouTube channel with yep. Calvin and stuff on it, and right. obviously linking up with one of the guys who's probably got one of the bigger mountain bike channels, obviously Seth, Seth Bike Yeah, right. um, yeah, it's cool to sort of see like that's another way of getting your information out to obviously the end user and stuff. Right, it's it's kind of the old teach a man to fish yeah. story, right? I mean, yeah. because we're, we're our our job is to sell tools, yeah. but in, to, in order to do that, we want to explain to you how your bike works, mm-hmm. and there's some simple things that a consumer can do. We have a lot of bike shops that watch all those YouTube channels because it's pretty in-depth repair help. Yeah, and um, the idea is is just to give all that away. You know, it's self-serving. We want to sell tools, but in the end, the education is very important to us. So we do it three different ways. <clears throat> we have the book, the big blue book of bicycle repair, and that's a, there's a new one coming out, uh, number four, mm-hmm. and that should be out by the end of March. And then we do a thing uh, called Park Tool School. So it's based on the book, but then a bike shop can teach classes in their store, okay. repair, and it can be every, anything from flat repair all the way up to wheel building or whatever. We provide all the materials, and the bike shop provides the place and the teacher and, mm-hmm. and so on. And then the other way would be all our, all our videos and repair help articles. So it's, it's, fun to, it's, it's fun to tell the story. Yeah. yeah, and it's fun to show people how their bike works and how to fix it. And Seth visited us. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, it was really fun. It's, yeah, they were really good videos. Like I, yeah. I follow what he does, and yeah. it's yeah, it's cool sort of explaining to. Obviously, yeah, I've mounted bike for a number of years. Yeah, did you see me riding the unicycle? I did. Yeah, I was impressed. <laughs> I was impressed. No, it's cool. Like obviously, yeah, and showing like he's super knowledgeable about obviously the bikes and how to fix. Them he's stuff. a really good storyteller. Yeah. And that's how why he's had success, right? Yeah, People yeah, like course. to he's a regular guy and they like to hear what yeah. he's doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But no, it was cool to sort of see him diagnosing some of the issues with his bike yeah. and stuff and obviously yeah, getting it right, but then obviously yeah, Calvin and a few other guys sort of correcting a couple yeah. of mistakes he's yeah. making. So it's, it's it's nice to see sort of a story behind the company, sort of yeah. just presented by yeah, sort of, as you said, a normal guy. Yeah. Yeah, because Calvin's not a normal guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a mechanic, in a good mechanical way. wizard. Yeah, yeah, that's right. This third interview is with Mark Peterman uh, from Airform, and he was chatting to us about the new airless tyre technology. So, yeah, yeah, we're here with Mark Peterman from Airform. Uh, it's a new airless tyre technology for bikes. Uh, obviously, yeah, saying no more flats for bike. has to be installed by... Is it a mechanic? Should be installed by a professional mechanic. Yeah, so obviously you're not going to be selling it online to people. And no, it's only sold through IBDs. Mm-hmm. Uh, the IBD has to carry a selection of sizes, and yep. the mechanic has to do a professional installation for safety and for the best ride. So, yeah, talk us through sort of the product a bit and what why it came about, really. Yeah, so I live uh, I live in Taichung, Taiwan. I was a vice president of Asia for CSG for five years, but uh, I got to meet many people from uh, the, the athletic footwear business. It's mm-hmm. a it's a world center for footwear development with Nike and Puma, Adidas, etc. In that town, so we we found some pretty cutting edge foam materials that help us to realize the concept. And the four key tenets of the concept are: um, it rides like air, which mm-hmm. means a high rate of energy return. So our materials have a very high level of rebound. 
So that makes it the, the tire feel lively and doesn't make it feel slow. And that's mm -hmm. uh, kind of a key characteristic of our product. The second one is it's had to be uh, installed by hand, not with a machine. Mm -hmm. And so mechanics can install it in 10 minutes or less per wheel. And that's really important for shops. The third thing is that it's fairly affordable. Um, it's probably about the same price as a Marathon Green Guard tire or a puncture resistant tire, but it's a lot lighter weight system because those tires and tubes weigh about 1,100 grams. Our tire and uh, system weighs about 800 grams, so it saves a lot of rotating weight. And the third thing is, uh, the fourth thing is that, um, you know, it's, it's also fully recyclable. Okay. So we can collect these materials afterwards, we send them back to the manufacturer, and they can actually make the material again. Um, it's not cross-linked. Butyl tubes and rubber are cross-linked, and cross-linked is when it's heated, and you can't put it back in the bin, so to speak. Yeah. You've got to shred it or make wallets or bags or something. Our product is fully recyclable, so that's kind of a big deal for us. Yeah. I didn't want people saying, oh, great, more foam. What do we do with it? You know, so <laughs> it was very important for us to have that, that, that eco aspect yeah. of the product. So is the the sort of the actual foam similar to what's uh, seeing on like sort of Adidas? Yeah. Shoes? So sports shoes are starting. To, so Adidas pioneered the use of ETPU yeah. uh, in sports shoes, and so that's what we use as well. So it's unique because it's it's lightweight. It has a high energy return. It also has a, a incredible temperature range performance. So minus thirty degrees C to plus fifty. The performance characteristics say very, very steady, very consistent. Um, polyurethanes, PUs, like some solid foam tires we see, EVA foams like you see in Crocs or shoes, uh, below zero they get very hard and the ride changes. So this material is automotive, uh, sorry, footwear grade, and then the other material we use, EPP, expanded polypropylene, is automotive grade. This is used in uh, car bumpers, front and rear, to reduce weight in cars. Uh, seat bases, dashboard fascia, that kind of thing. Very strong, very lightweight, and allows us to vary the pressure uh, in, in the model. So okay. somewhere by 40C, we offer a 45, 55, 65, 75 PSI emulations for mm -hmm. different weight riders and bikes, yeah. and also uh, the, the different kinds of riding that they're gonna do. So we can offer different sizes, we can offer different pressure emulations. And obviously with the mountain biking as well, you can change the pressures in it. So. Mountain bikers, we offer you know an 18, 20, 20, 23, 24. This is an ETE MTB. This is a 25 PSI mm -hmm. for a heavy system. Yeah. So uh, you know 30 kilo bike plus 100 kilo rider. You need a very robust, you know, strong system inside. But it still has great rebound. So that rider is going to feel like it's not slowing them down. But they'll never have a flat again, and it's the ultimate in rim protection. Yeah. You'll never get a damaged rim. So for the urban rider, urban trekking rider. You know, they can commute in confidence. Um, they'll never have a, you know, pressure maintenance. They have to pump up their tire every week. They'll never ride on half flat tires. They'll never have a flat on the way to work. So they really have a reliable system now that rides like air and is lightweight. And then obviously the available sizes that are in, is it just 700, 27 and a half and 29 at the minute? Or? Yeah, so far, yes. So the molds are, the molds are expensive. So we yeah. have to kind of choose where we put our money at this point in time. You know, in a couple of years, we'll probably have a pretty substantial mold library because yeah. um, many people are asking us for other sizes. Yeah, obviously, what, 20-inch in terms of, like, folding bikes? 20-inch, uh, uh, yeah, Brompton. Yeah. Huge. Uh, yeah, you know, 26-inch uh, is, like, a share bike size. Mm -hmm. So we're also working with Jump in the USA okay. to make a system for them because they suffer from a lot of vandalism. Yeah, obviously. So e-share, if we can crack the e-share market with air foam, that's a huge opportunity for yeah. us. You know, so, so we're just trying to make cycling more reliable. Mm -hmm. 
cargo cargo bike guys, commuters, utility. We're trying to let you know, really not for racers. Yeah, the people at this are point in time. using the bike every single day right. to get to work. Yeah, exactly. And and yeah, they just don't want the flats. They don't want the hassle. You know, many people won't ride their bikes because they're afraid of flat tires. And if you have a rear e-hub motor, changing that rear wheel is really serious. So that's a, a lot of people here like that's awesome for e-bikes. Yeah, no, it's seriously interesting system well you know it took a few years to, to realize it but a lot of times in cycling uh, materials make a concept come alive yeah. and these materials are what helped us to do this so these weren't around six years ago yeah so it's obviously quite an innovative yeah use of the product absolutely absolutely what's the reaction been like from the uh, dealers uh, yeah 90 people are interested 90 dealers signed up in the past two days so, so i think madison's on board they'll be distributing it we're really yeah. proud to be with madison they're the top distributor in the uk They'll back it. They'll you know do seminars and train people in the, how to install it and service it. And uh, you know we're, it's it's the best guys to be partnered with by far. Yeah, we have an installation video. We show them that that's me. Kind of I'm, I'm a pro at it. I do it in eight minutes per wheel. And you can uninstall it as well. You don't have to destroy other systems. You have to destroy the tire. Yeah. You have to cut it off. You don't with ours. So I think that's uh, kind of you know what what the whole system's about. Right on. Thank you for talking. To us. Thank you very much. Cheers. So thanks for getting this far through the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and the interviews were really insightful for you. We were actually supposed to have an interview with Chris Brattle included in this um, podcast. However, he can speak so much about the products that he uh, sort of represents at Madison, which is Dynaplug, DT Swiss, uh, Elite, and a number of others, um, that we're actually holding that back for another episode of the podcast uh, where we'll sit down and chat with him with regards to some of the tech behind the brands that he represents and he can give you a bit more of an insight into it so yeah thanks for listening and i hope you enjoyed it please subscribe to the podcast Uh, we will be available on itunes very shortly and thanks for listening and we hope that you listen for the next one cheers guys (laughs) 